Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel's CEO since 2010. You can watch his program, The Spirit Contemporary Life with Leon Fontaine, weekdays on Miracle Channel. And now, Leon will show you how to live a life where fear and anxiety don't affect you. Let's dive into the message. Hey everybody, welcome. It's so good to have you with us today. Some of the things we're gonna talk about today, I believe are gonna change your life because of what Jesus has taught us and seemingly so few Christians uh, walk out the area we're gonna talk about today. Now, when you get around the church or you get around Christians or believers, there should be a difference between us and the people around us without Christ. Now, let me just read you some of the definitions here in the Word, and then we'll go in and we'll teach on it. But the Bible talks about us that we should never be troubled. Troubled. You ever met a person who's just troubled? They never seem to have this confidence, be able to get faith to even work. Uh, They're just troubled. Another word that the word uses is people who are agitated. I meet Christians all the time. They're agitated. They're bugged by this. That bothers them. This person bothers them. What's going on here? They, they got their eyeballs on everything else, but they just don't have any sense of God. How about uh, things like disturbed? <laughs> you know, That's a word that we use today. We go, ooh, that guy is disturbed. And for us, it would mean so bad that you'd be careful around this person. You wouldn't want to hire them. Uh, you wouldn't want to have to them babysit your kids if they're disturbed. Um, or how about fearful? Man, we are dealing with a, a, a world today, especially in the first world, America, Canada, England, Australia, you know, and, and the other countries that, are, they, that talk about fearful. There's so many different kinds of fear that they've got a name for all this stuff from phobias and on. But we're not supposed to be anywhere in the realm of fearful. Then how about intimidated? where Christians no longer can rise up in business, they're intimidated by the world, by the economy, other people in their lives, they're intimidated by the weather, they're intimidated. We are never to be intimidated. Another word the Bible uses is the word cowardly. And it literally is, you know, this is fear going off where you're just, your response will be cowardly. And you say, well, Leon, you call me a coward? No, I'm not calling you anything. I'm just teaching on this. But I do know that when you study the military in America, the military in Canada, for example, that there's some dire uh, consequences to being a coward. They'll even um, list all the different ways you can be a coward when you're in battle and how that you're going to be court-martialed. You can go to jail. There are some militaries around the world that to be a coward in the midst of a battle, uh, you can literally get, you'll, you'll be, the, 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 it's a death penalty <laughs> to be a coward. And then another word that is used for people uh, is unsettled. I talk to a lot of guys who, I'll never be terrified. I'm not a coward. I'm not afraid of nothing. But when you look at them, they don't have 
this phenomenal degree of peace. They're unsettled about their marriage, unsettled about the career, the job, where the country's going. Uh, they're freaking out. And yes, we want good leadership politically, etc. But it's not going to make me unsettled. In fact, all, uh, well, no, most of the great men and women of God in the Old Testament and the New were functioning in countries where the government was hostile to the people of God. And yet God used them in tremendous ways. All of these words I see have exploded in our world today, and maybe you can relate to one of them. Are you troubled or agitated or disturbed or fearful or intimidated or cowardly or unsettled? Holy Spirit is the one who deals with all of these. So let's dive into this teaching and make sure that we understand how as believers to live a life where these words that I just used in the introduction don't affect me. All right, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So many people, you know, they know about Jesus, the historical Jesus. They'll even say he's in my heart. I'm he, you know, that I'm a follower of Christ. But this says to fellowship with him. That's the word koinonia. And it literally means such a close relationship that you're the best of friends. You've got the same purposes. Uh, you share in everything. You are fellowshipping with Jesus. This is a close, close relationship. In Philippians 2.1, it says, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, and it just goes on teaching. I just wanted to grab this portion of scripture. We in our relationship with Christ should sense and feel and know his love. We should be fellowshipping with the Spirit. Don't get caught up with um, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as though, well, I don't know who I'm talking to. and They are one. Okay, they are one. It's good for us to understand the person of God, the person of Jesus, the person of Holy Spirit, three distinct personalities, yet one. One God in three persons. However you want to look at it, it's still a mystery. But because they're all one, we don't have to get all freaked out or worried that, well, who am I fellowshipping with? Well, Holy Spirit's the Spirit of Christ, the Bible says. It's the Spirit of God. So I think that's an area that some Christians get so worried about. But it's talking about fellowshipping with Jesus, fellowshipping with Holy Spirit. Then 1 John 1, 3 says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. All right, so we're to fellowship with the Father, we're to fellowship with Jesus, we're to fellowship with Holy Spirit, and we're to fellowship with one another. This is a deep relationship, a relationship that we can talk, we commune. There's a flow of God in our lives. And so now as we look at this and we say, well, Jesus says that I'm going to give you a peace. 
I'm going to leave a peace with you. And we're going to go through that scripture in just a minute. Not as the world gives. But then he goes on to teach in these chapters in John that I'm in you. You're in me. I'm in God. Like this, the Christian life is not one of incredible peace and beauty and joy and victory over all the attacks of the emotions and the mind through just knowing doctrine. I know people who are so brilliant in doctrine that when I sit down with them, I'm in awe. My jaw hangs open. They speak all these languages. They have studied their entire life. When they start talking about the Bible, it's just an awesome thing. But then as I look at them, I'll see nervous twitches and anxieties and, and they're struggling over here. And I'm going, all of this doctrine that you know, you don't experience. Because the experience of all this beautiful biblical doctrine comes out of relationship. And are you good at relationships? Many people who are good um, at doctrine aren't good at relationships. Many of their relationships struggle. I'm not saying all of them, but I'm just saying that this is talking very clearly that it is a deep relationship, not just a casual relationship. The word fellowship means a deep relationship, a relationship that has got so much attention focused to it that it is a main relationship in your life. You fellowship with God, Jesus, you know, Holy Spirit, and other believers. I know Christians who don't like any other Christians. They're kind of a secret service Christian. They, they have friends in the world, and that's good but they have no one that they actually fellowship with. Talk and commune around the Word of God, talking about the things of God, the purposes of God. You know, when I was a, a young boy, my mom and dad were pastors, and they pastored in a small town called Weldon, Saskatchewan. And, you know, there was maybe one restaurant there that had limited hours, but in the evenings there was nowhere to go after church. So if we had special speakers or people that would come in, um, they would simply come over to the parsonage where we lived, right next to the church. And these other leaders and speakers and great men and women of God that my parents knew, we would gather around the table. I'd have to go to bed early, but I'd always sneak out. And I would sit out in the hall where they couldn't see me, I think, and listen to them talk. And they would talk about the things of God. They would share what was going on in their lives. Sometimes the hurts. And they'd pray for one another. Other times, what were you seeing in God? What have you been preaching on lately? What is God showing you? And for hours around my mom and dad's table, men and women of God from across the country and around the world would talk about the things of God. Sometimes, uh, not just rarely, but I mean often, um, I would hear them minister to one another. One would say, you know, as we were just talking, I just sense God saying this to you. Does that, does that ring true to you, Jackie, if he's talking to my mom, or if my mom was talking to them, she'd say, this is something I'm sensing in my spirit for you. And Holy Spirit would anoint this fellowship time, this conversation time. And I don't see much of that anymore in the church world. It's, you know, hey, what are you doing to, what are the new systems you do to run your church? And hey, hey, what new things have you figured out to preach on? And it's more business-like, it's more marketing, it's more this. And if we're not careful, we're going to miss the fellowship that we are to work with, the fellowship with God. So let me read you this scripture now that we've talked about, Holy Spirit. And it says, I have told you these things, Jesus speaking, while I am still with you. But the Comforter, the Counselor, 
the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the emergency standby, the Holy Spirit. Like what you hear? Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers. You'll get to listen to Creflo Dollar, Andrew Womack, Joyce Meyer, Joseph Prince, and so many more. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this to your social media so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. Now, let's get back to the message. Who's Holy Spirit? He is all of these things. He is the comforter. I have found that when I've gone through things, you see, in this life, everybody is going to experience death, and they're going to experience the death of people they love. Everybody's great-grandparents are going to die on them. Then everybody's grandparents are going to die on them. Then everyone's parents are going to die on them. Then everyone's sisters and brothers are going to die on them. They're going to die. It's just what's going on on this planet. And so when you go through those, Holy Spirit will be with you to comfort when, and strengthen you. If you've had some kind of a hurtful thing happen, maybe you're in the midst right now of a business almost going bankrupt and you're literally going crazy. Your stomach's in a knot. You know that ongoing stress, not being able to move yourself out of a stress situation inside. There's always going to be stressful things in life, but if you live in stress internally, uh, you're going to get sick. Uh, that's just, you know, the World Health Organization says most of all the sicknesses today in the first world um, are caused by this stress. Stress is not a bad thing. You know, if all of a sudden a lion jumped out of the bush, you instantly go into a stress. I mean, fear and all the blood shunts from your internal organs, healing them and making them healthy. It shunts to your muscles and your limbs, and then you run, you fight. And when it's all done, the blood slowly returns to you know, healing up livers and kidneys and, and stomach and brain, and it begins to minister healing to the body. But if you stay in a stressed out time, then the blood is never flowing properly in healing you up. It literally is staying uh, in a stressed blood flow. And this is where doctors and doctors I've spoken with, experts, I've interviewed them on TV programs, have said that this world lives, if you live in an agitated, stressful, anxiety, disturbed, when you live like that, you live in a way that attracts sickness, disease, tiredness. And then that tiredness and disease is going to destroy your marriage, your relationship. You know, you feel sick and tired and no one wants to be around you. You're no fun because all it is is about you and you begin to focus on yourself because you got all these problems you got to deal with. A relationship with God is the answer. You invite him into your heart to forgive you. There's a new life that is now within you that flows through you, but you must stay focused on a relationship. The Bible uses the word fellowship. It's the deepest kind of relationship. It's this amazing relationship. And it says here that Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'm going to go to the Father. And when I go, Holy Spirit's going to come. When Jesus walked the planet in his physical body, okay, him, he could only function wherever his body would go. He went 
to be with God, and he sits at the right hand of the Father, and then Holy Spirit is released. Today, Holy Spirit is within us, around us. He's omnipresent. He knows all that is going on, but he is to be in deep, intimate fellowship and relationship with us. And when we begin to have fellowship with him, there's a radiation. There's an infilling of peace, of joy. A confidence and all of these things he strengthens you and then in, in this verse I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible in John 14 25 to 27 now Jesus goes on to teach and he says my peace I leave with you how is he leaving his peace with us because Holy Spirit was gonna come the Spirit of Christ the Spirit and it says so my peace my own peace I give and bequeath it to you, not as the world gives. See, the world only has peace when things are at peace in their lives around them. But the Bible teaches us that in this world, there will be troubles, there will be issues, uh, etc. So it says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Did you know that even when you're dealing with something and you're concerned about something, that the mind will see it, be concerned about it, but that your heart should always have faith rising up. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Your heart shouldn't be agitated, disturbed, fearful, intimidated, cowardly, unsettled. Now, in your mind, this is it's your mind that the five senses are feeding information from your bank statements to what you've seen at work to what you're hearing on the news that, you know, your career maybe is finished because it's just the way the country is changing. I don't know what's getting you ab, you know, troubled, agitated, disturbed, but your mind is tracking all this. But the heart where the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, is to be radiating always faith, a trust in God. This trust in God comes out of a relationship with Him, knowing His Word, fellowshipping with Holy Spirit, and deep within you rises a trust where Jesus could sleep in a boat in the middle of a storm, where Paul shipwrecked multiple times, would not be concerned because an angel of the Lord he knew would be standing by and protecting him and keeping him. If you want to know how to experience and know the power, the peace, the joy, the sense of, of living with purpose, the sense of uh, love, that I, I've got purpose, I'm loved, I'm important, uh, you know, your self-worth, your dignity, all of these, they come out of relationship with Holy Spirit. And I'll share with you a little bit of what I do to nurture this. I find that Holy Spirit never leaves me. He's always with me. But now when I focus on him, that is when I begin to experience him. You know, in our home, We've always got great grandkids running around and some of my children, their spouses, they're all grown up and, and Sally's running around there. We're all, but, but we're, just, we're just enjoying life. And, uh, and I enjoy having them all there. But if I focus on one of them and I begin to sit down with one of my daughters or my son-in-laws or, or with Sally and out of all the relationships that I love, I focus on her, um, 
that is when I begin to experience her world and what's going on in Sally's world. When I sit down with Sloan, my little granddaughter, and, and I listen to her world, and, and she tells me about the excitement at school and her little friends. You know, I sense that excitement, and I share in that excitement, and I can live all these different beautiful worlds out as they share with me what's going on. And, and, and if, my, if one of my, if my son or my son-in-law share what they're excited about, what they're doing, and when I focus on them and I, and I have a relationship with them, the excitement they have, I feel and I get. I get to live in their lives as well. Did you know that when you learn to focus on Holy Spirit and you begin to experience that he knows what's going on around the world and he cares about me, there's a peace that rises up in me. And often I'll be around people, Christians, and I've heard this. I hear this almost every week and sometimes multiple times in a day, but they'll just say, I just like having you around. It's, when you're around, there's just a peace in the room. Or, Leon, you know, when you walk on a plane, I, I no longer am worried. You know, there's such a peace when you get on the plane with me. I've had business people tell me. Or, you know, I'll, I'll go to someone's party and I'll just start laughing. And, 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 and just the joy that's in my world begins to radiate around and kind of this boring party. Uh, you know, people begin to have fun and do stuff. All of us have this ability where the presence of God within us begins to radiate, and every believer should live a life that is untroubled, un not agitated, not disturbed, not fearful or intimidated, or cowardly or unsettled. When any of these feelings, and the Amplified Bible is trying to show us that all of these are heart feelings. If you want to live a life where your brain's always tracking problems, knowing problems, sensing problems, dealing with agitation, disturbedness, and the fear that pushes it, fine. Your brain will always be tracking and doing that. But don't ever let it get down deep into your heart where this, this unsettled feeling never goes away. That you're always agitated. You're always troubled. People often ask me, they say, well, you know, Leon, your kids all follow the Lord. You're not perfect. But like, how do you get five kids and all their spouses and your grandkids to love God, go to church, do stuff? And sometimes, Sal, I don't know what to say. It's, we wonder, there's things that we've done that we share with people, but most of all, it's who we are that transfers. We have this confidence in Jesus. We have this trust he'll see us through. And it's the peace that you have as parents that transfers the most. Tell them about peace all you want, but if you don't have it, you can't transfer it. It doesn't begin to radiate into their world. You can tell them to be confident, but if you're not confident, then you can preach all you want. People don't do what, kids don't do what you say, they do what you do. Kids don't, aren't going to become what you say, they're going to be who you are. So it's important as parents, it's important as leaders, that we live this life of fellowship with Holy Spirit. That as we get into his word, so what do I do when I'm doing my devotions in the morning? Each day I'll find little quiet spots, maybe an hour, sometimes for hours. Other times it's five minutes, it's five, you know, 30 seconds here, five minutes there. But I've learned to sense his presence always. Not just when I specifically focus on him, get my eyes off of traffic. Just start spending time with Holy Spirit and your entire life will begin to sense him and know him. Even when I'm running around on holidays, I'll sense and know Holy Spirit guiding me, protecting me, asking me to do this. This is the best deal to get there. He just never leaves me, never forsakes me. And so his peace, his joy, and his sense of righteousness is always there. Begin to talk to God. Begin to fellowship with him and learn to build a relationship with him. That is when 
all that you know, you can begin to experience. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can watch more messages from Leon Fontaine on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel streaming service for Christians in Canada. Corco Plus has thousands of TV shows, movies, and ministry programs. Go to corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O.com. We hope you were inspired by today's message. Be blessed.